Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Loving Father, we give you thanks for having been so wonderfully good to us. You have given us yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity, and we are glad. Thank you, Lord. Please bless us now as we study into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I will sing of my Redeemer. And the text that we have just done climaxes with, uh, with, with something special. It says, speaking about the blessed Lord, Thou hast redeemed me. As a matter of fact, it starts by saying, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Now, let us on an individual basis think of the impact of, of this little verse. Just think about it, verse 5. Think about it. If each person would say, into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me. Now if I'm speaking to people who can say this with great positivity and joy, if I'm speaking now to everyone who has had this experience in his, her personal life, then you know we are homeward bound. Homeward bound. In other words, my presence here today is to help us to reach this point. The point at which you can say without shadow of doubt, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. You feel that way now? Then you can breathe a word of prayer to the blessed Lord, thanking him for having given you, me, all of us, the opportunity to qualify for eternity. So that our coming to church then is to have this to be in us and for us and the family a grand reality. Outside of this, then it's like a person saying that we are just playing church. Playing church. 
Now, Abraham. Abraham experienced something special. He experienced the greatness of the sacrifice that he was asked to make. But that sacrifice and the greatness of it helped him to understand the greatness of the sacrifice made by the infinite one to redeem us to himself. To redeem us so that we can say, as the text says, thou hast redeemed me. Thou hast redeemed me. Abraham, when he was asked there to go into the land of Moriah, up to that mount, and offer his son, there and then he understood something special. And so he had a little look into the future, the blessed Lord permitted him by vision, permitted him to see his son suffering. Permitted him to consider the depth of the suffering when he asked him to go and offer his son Isaac. Brethren, I want you to understand here that this matter of salvation is, is something greater than walking into public and picking up fruit. It's greater than that. Because when we do that, we are still selective. Remember this now. We are selective. We want to make sure that we pick up the right fruit. Not those that are already decaying. No. So that this plan of redemption, the blessed Lord is trying to avoid the decaying of his people. He doesn't want a single soul to miss out on this great plan that he has for his people. To be in the hereafter, in an environment so glorious, in a presence that cannot be duplicated. God wants us to be with him in paradise. And so the sacrifice, when we consider the depth of it, John 3.16 gives it to us. God so loved the world, the degree, the degree, so loved the world. Moved by love at that particular time when he offered his son. Moved by love. I say love is strong. Love is strong. And here we have it. Because of, of the love of God. And John 4, 1 John 4, 19 says that we love him because he first loved us. 
And so I, I will sing of my Redeemer. And his wondrous love to me. On the cruel cross he suffered from the curse to set me free. So I will sing of my Redeemer. And if you keep such a song in, in your heart, taking the place of the others or the song. If this song is in our hearts, then we would feel good on a daily basis. I'm here speaking to you. There's some folks go to church to be entertained. But I'm here to remind us to remind us, not to entertain us, but, but to remind us all of the goodness of God. The goodness of God. And so, I will sing of my Redeemer. John 3.16, and then we have 1 Timothy 3.16. If you were to look at that, you'll understand there in there. He said, without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. He says that God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Come on now. And then it is said that he was seen of angels. Isn't that something? Seen of angels. And he was preached unto the Gentiles and believed on in the world. And then he was received up in the glory. John 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16. It's right there. So we have what to sing about. So that I will sing of my Redeemer. I will sing of his wondrous love to me. I tell you this, John, the forerunner of the blessed Lord, John the baptizer was baptizing people there in the Jordan. And, and when he looked, he saw somebody coming. When he recognized who that person, and you can find it there in, in John chapter 1 and verse 29. When, when he looked out there and saw the person, he said, behold, behold means look, uh, notice. He, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb. I tell you, it's about time that the people of earth begin to sing of their Redeemer. Well, I will go on singing of my Redeemer. I will sing of my Redeemer. And then when we go to verse 36 thereabout, it says again another time, John was, was, was there doing his business and he saw Jesus again. And he said, behold the Lamb. The charisma of the person. L look at his charisma. Hmm? 
the redeemer of the world. What a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God. And then I tell you this much, speaking about Abraham. The blessed Lord made something well known, made it known to the Jews and the Pharisees and, and all these folks around there, the Sadducees and the Essenes, scribes. He said, uh, Abraham, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Come on now. He saw it. He rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. What day was he talking about? Come on now, folks. The time when he would become the sacrifice. The pay, that great price that must be paid for the sins of man. Abraham saw it. But the record says he rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. But look at what happened here. When he said that, the Pharisees took him on and, and said, but you're not yet 50 years old. How hast thou seen Abraham? Hast thou seen Abraham and you're not yet 50? He said to them, before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was. Brethren, I want you to think of this now. Jesus was made known to Abraham as the lamb. As the lamb. The lamb that must be slain now to take away the sins of the people. Because it's right there as we look at it in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And thou shalt see that she going to bring forth a son. And you, Joseph, are supposed to call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Abraham saw that and was glad. Come on now. And here we are seeing a, a picture now. We are seeing something. He's speaking to the people in Palestine. Those who should by the words of the prophet be saturated with the truth that's coming from God through the prophet. Speaking to them, and the question they're asking him is, how come you are saying that you know about Abraham and you're not even 50 years old yet? You see, back then, we have the sons of, um, 
of Korath, they used to see about the temple, temple service folks. And, and, and they were supposed to give service. And they were to serve until they were 50 years old. After that, they could do voluntary service. So these Pharisees were concerned about the age business. But they were talking with Jesus. Imagine Abraham by faith accepted that redemption plan. They are seeing Jesus looking at him, and instead of being like Abraham, the Bible said he rejoiced to see my day. And these Pharisees are mad. Abraham was glad, but they are now mad. Come to think of it, and they're looking at Jesus. Looking at him. I tell you, it's about time that we, the people of earth, begin to sing of our Redeemer. Sing of our Redeemer. In other words, come to the place where we realize that it, it's, it's more than getting up and going back to sleep or go to work and come back. There's more to life than that. Much more to life than that. And so we're going to sing of our Redeemer. While we have the opportunity so to do, Jesus' spiritual status ignited the righteous indignation of those folks. And instead of being happy that they are looking at him, they were mad. And the record said that they took up stones. <laughs> Come to think of it. Instead of singing of their Redeemer, they want to stone the Redeemer. Stone the Redeemer. Took up stones. <laughs> but God always intervenes to take care of his people. And Jesus, of course, his son, he would not let them pell stones at him. Oh, no. But Judas... Judas also had an opportunity to accept the blessed Lord. I want you to see if, if you can fit into any of these two categories for now. Uh, Judas or Abraham. It is said that Judas was one of the twelve. He walked with the blessed Lord. Watched him do many things. Listened to him talk. Was in good company, associated with the blessed Lord. But then we understand here in Acts chapter 1 and verse 5 how that he guided those who were seeking to put Jesus into prison and later crucify him. He guided them to the place where he was. 
And, and you know what Peter said? Peter said, for he was numbered with us. Listen to this now. He was numbered with us. Meaning he had the privilege of accepting Jesus, walking with him, digesting what he was saying to them. He had the privilege of doing it, but he took the other path. Just like people today, taking the other path. For some religious groups, if you should say that Jesus Christ is the way, and he's the truth, and he's the life, they would become hostile towards you because of their belief. But you and I who have been with the blessed Lord and from cognizant experience, we've been there with that cognitive, with that cognizance that is necessary and we from that experience with the blessed Lord are now seated, grounded in that particular fact that he is the redeemer of this world and the only one who can redeem mankind. The only person. And so what the Lord wants is for us to come with the cognitive experience. Or the pragmatic approach. We're going to learn by doing. We're going to trust him. And keep trusting him. And find him to be on a daily basis whom he truly is. We've got to stay with him. Abide in me. And I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can he. Except he abide in me. So we've got to stay with the blessed Lord to understand. He said, learn of me. Take my yoke. Come on, let's work together. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. The songwriter says more about Jesus. Let me learn. More of his holy will discern. Spirit of God, my teacher be. Showing the things of Christ to me. Learn more. You should see the books that folk read today taking the place of, of the Bible. But the blessed Lord wants us to remember that he's looking among men for people with two top qualities. Two top qualities, willingness and obedience. Willingness and obedience. Remember, when the Assyrians were about to invade Israel, God's people, the blessed Lord sent his prophet 
Isaiah to talk to them. And we can find it there in Isaiah chapter 1. And when we come to verse 19, it says, If he be willing and obedient. In other words, the Assyrians are coming. They're planning to come and invade you. But I tell you this much. If ye be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. In other words, they're not going to get you off it. You're going to be around to be a beneficiary of the provisions that I am going to make. So if ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But then he said, if, if you re refuse and rebel. You know, people can refuse and don't rebel. But he said that if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. In other words, they're going to get you. If you're not going to be willing and obedient to take my word and follow me, then they're going to get you. Willingness and obedience. Trust and obey. For you and I know there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I was on, I was at a place in the Caribbean called Upper Camp. Perhaps one or two of you have heard about it. I was there for the celebration of the Queen's birthday. I was on parade as a soldier. And I had to march in front of the dignitary representing the Queen inspecting the guards. But it was a Saturday morning. And when I walked around in front of him, William, I walked around. Sometimes it's Margaret. But uh, two of us walked in front. And, and this inspector will follow. But when I got back and thought the whole matter over, I said, well, look at it. Here am I on parade, Queen's birthday parade, on a Sabbath morning. I don't think I should be here any longer on a Saturday morning. So I considered the matter and I spoke with 
the higher authorities. And I said, look, I would like the Saturday off. And they said to me, um, as a matter of fact, the major said to me, I I'm sorry, because what happened here is the other fellow might come and want Tuesday off. And the other fellow might want Monday off. And then if we give everybody the days off, we're going to be really out, out of people. If everybody should come and another fellow, three, four, five, want Monday off. Just like you want Saturday off. You're going to be in trouble. So he said, uh, I'm sorry, Lybird, we, ca we can't do it. I said, all right, no problem. <laughs> so I just tendered my resignation. I just told the folks, I'm, I'm getting out. So that when Sabbath comes, I could be in church with the saints. That's why I left the military. And, and so it's difficult for a person to prevent me from singing of my Redeemer. Amen. It's so difficult. You see, it cost something. Abraham saw, had an idea of the cost. Abraham, it cost something. To follow the blessed Lord, it cost something. Self has got to go into oblivion. The person who is selfish cannot please God. Cannot. Self must die. Self must be denied. As the scripture says. You're going to come after me? When the blessed Lord spoke to Peter, he said, he that cometh after me, if a man is going to come after me, he must first deny himself, take up his God-given responsibilities, and follow me. And follow me. So the Lord is calling for people who are willing and obedient. But I'm telling you this much, if you're singing about your Redeemer, if you're singing of your Redeemer, you're going to be willing and you're going to be obedient. We must join in and sing of our Redeemer. In Psalm 34 and verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be GLAD. Glad. In other words, when we sing of our Redeemer, it's no secret. When you sing about your Redeemer, somebody will hear. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then he says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us, come on now, let us praise his name. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. The people of earth who have been redeemed, must come together praising God. 
sing, sing, oh sing of your Redeemer. Let us sing of the Redeemer. Now is the time for it to let the world see the difference. Christianity makes a difference. It does. It does. And when we stand up for the blessed Lord, oh, I tell you this much, heaven rejoices. Heaven rejoices. How many of you truly at this point love to sing about your Redeemer? Would you stand with me for prayer? You just love to sing of your Redeemer. Loving Father, we want to thank you for having been so wonderfully good to us. Again, I repeat, Lord, I say it again, that we are happy, happy that you have given us the opportunity to qualify for eternity. We are happy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving our soul. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to us thy great salvation so full and so free. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.